Hello, Divine Soul, and welcome back to another episode of the Divine Spiral Podcast, where we let spirit and intuition guide the conversation to where it's supposed to be for our highest and greatest good. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Michael Braden, and we are so happy that you joined us today. And there is no coincidence that you were listening to this episode. This episode's energy has called you for a very divine reason, and we are excited to find out what that reason is with ourselves also, because, you know, we're really just doing this thing of tapping into the creative energy that is in the present rather than planning something out and stressing ourselves out to stick to a plan when the flow may be taking us somewhere else. And right before this, you know, we were talking about how we're a little bit nervous. We don't know what we're doing. You know, we're just trusting to learn more and learn, uh, not learn more, but like tap in more and flow more and just be more into it. And so this really is an exercise of tapping into the creative energy in the present and just trusting that uh, we're taken care of with the flow even if we don't know where it's taking us and so some of the nerves may just be from doing something new and if there is just a general energy of nervousness that's okay um i said let's make it a goal to mess up and both of us have already messed up in this episode but what even is messing up it's not that you're getting off track it's just that we had a preconceived idea of what it was supposed to be or how we were supposed to act and then that's what trips you up whenever the thoughts come in and pulls you away from your heart so i believe that that's what we want to talk about in this episode is really just tapping into the creative flow energy that is accessible to us in the present and we're just going to continue to do that throughout the episode and see where it leads us yeah i think that's what we've been trying to do anyway michael is just like literally talk on the podcast instead of like teaching or sharing some concept or idea because i mean that's how we even came about the whole idea for the podcast is just to speak like we speak every day to each other um but i got called to tell the tell the people listening michael um we are literally just talking before we started this episode and i literally told michael i was like let's just like that's a great story to tell there like when we start recording so michael tell that story about when you visited florida and that house you saw because i mean we're talking about we were talking about creativity and how we create things into existence and how like we how do we create something into existence how do we create something into existence if it's you know they say like everything's already here in the present moment you tap into it you tap into it rather than create it right because it's already here in your present moment so he shared something about these houses he saw and stuff so like michael what were you saying about that yeah, so the other week I went to visit my friend in Pompano Beach, Florida, and that's the first time that I've ever been in that area. Um, and it was very different from what I was expecting it to be. Like, I, I don't know. Whenever I thought of, like, South Florida other than Miami, I was just like, oh, new construction, cookie cutter, like, whatever. Not really my vibe. But I went there, and it felt so good. One, to, like, escape the Tennessee winter and go somewhere warm. That was really nice. Um, but also just all the experiences that I got to, uh, have because I was doing a lot of work up until that point and st I'm still doing it about my sense of self, what I want in life, um, what I'm working towards and just the stuff that I'm creating. And so it was very interesting going to a very rich area like that, um, very affluent area like that, because I felt that it was an outward expression of what I feel on the inside, which is really interesting. Um, but just like tapping into the energy of the boats and the cars and the houses, like not saying that, you know, I'm materialistic and that's the point of life and that's why we work. Not necessarily, we just want our physical experience to match what our inner feelings are. And if we're feeling rich and abundant, then the outside world should reflect that also. And that's what was really going on. And so I was just telling Jordan about all of that, um, and how good it felt. And I was like, man, I want a summer house down here. That would be so nice. Um, whenever the millions come to me, um, you know, then I'll do it and make it happen. But if everything is accessible to us right now in the current present moment and latching onto the idea of a plan is slowing down our flow process, then that's kind of just what we were talking about. Um, I was looking on Zillow and I literally found my dream house. Like, I kid you not, I have seen this house before. I have dreamed of this house before. And it was gorgeous. And it was $5.5 million and 55 is like literally such a significant angel number for me. Uh, and it has been for like a year, if not longer than that. Um, and so we were really just talking about 
you know, if everything is accessible to us, um, does the physical reality by law have to operate slower than our spiritual reality and where our souls and energy truly are? Or is it accessible through us um, in terms of like a loan? Or it's just something that we were thinking of. So, uh, Jordan, I'm wondering whether anything came to you with me saying that for a second time. Yes, I it absolutely did. Ooh, okay. So this is literally we were we've just been speaking at all. It's like it's all accessible right now, right? We keep saying that. Okay, you don't have 5.5 billion dollars in the bank, Michael, but what do you have right now? You're literally tapping into that energy of those places. You are surrounding yourself with the energy of those places and. I heard something this morning and it was in this course that I was taking and it was literally talking about how you receive more from the outside etherical body and energies and vibrations of things and people or places than you do the internal, meaning it's not necessarily what people say, but it's how people feel. You go into a room, you can feel the energy of the room. You go next to the cashier, you can tell if she's angry, upset, having a bad day, depressed, sad, happy, joyful, right? You can feel that. You're receiving more information as a spiritual being and an energetic being with your um, energetic frequencies around you at all times. You're receiving that constantly. Everyone's constantly, everyone and everything is constantly sending it out. Everyone and everything is constantly receiving it, right? So like, Michael, when you went to the beach there in Florida and you're around these nice houses, you didn't have $5.5 million in your bank account, but you're tapping into that $5.5 million house. You're tapping into that feelings, that vibration, that frequency. And so we are literally talking about everything is accessible now. It's not about manifesting something into the future. It's about accessing it right now. How do you access a $5.5 million house right now? Well, you tap into the energies of what it feels like to be in that house. What an energy, like surround yourself by the energy. Go take a walk in a nice neighborhood feel those energies because that's what i was saying is like you will feel more when you are around those energies like and receiving wise than you will if you dream it or if you you're just you're basically your subconscious i feel like is receiving like the beacons of energy in that area you know the people the people their mindset their lifestyle the houses the the luxury like you're embodying that energy whether you're consciously doing or subconsciously doing you feel richer you were talking about, Michael, how like you would feel like if you're in like a poor neighborhood surrounded by a bunch of old uh, cars and trucks and beat up houses and kind of like the ghetto area versus a luxury area, you feel totally different. And I think about it now because I'm sitting in a like a really nice neighborhood in Jacksonville right on the river and I'm looking at the river and I feel so much more different than if I was sitting three miles up the street in West Jacksonville, right? Because like the energies are so different. You, y'all, everyone feels that. I feel like everyone feels that. Michael, you felt that when you're on Zillow looking at it, right? Or when you're in the Pompamea Beach, I think is what you said. When you were there, you were feeling the energies of that luxury, which is why it felt so, what'd you say? Good to you, right? It felt so refreshing and luxury and nice. And that's how you, that's one way at least that you tapped into it, Michael, in the present moment was because you were literally just there and you felt the energy of that. And what you're saying is exactly right. And that is what was going on. It was just, I was tapping into all of that energy, like these very affluent houses, these very nice cars, like the biggest yachts that I've ever seen, like all of that energy. And I really do feel that we have to surround ourselves with that energy, not saying that that energy is inaccessible to us alone uh, if we're not physically around it, but it definitely does help to physically be around the energy that you want to be because it starts to normalize it um you know going back to the comparison of going to like a less affluent neighborhood versus a more affluent one if you're in the less affluent one then you know the richer one's just going to seem like a dream it's going to see so far off because your physical reality isn't reflecting that now i'm not saying go out and buy a million dollar house if you're not able to but maybe just like driving through those neighborhoods or going to stay a night or two in an area like that and really just allowing yourself to be surrounded by what you want to that starts to you're picking up on that core energy and vibration and that starts to seep into you so that it can raise your vibration because by the end of the trip like i literally felt like a completely different person from um i like who the person was who flew to florida on the first day and i i feel like a completely different person each day but there was a very like distinct shift in me to where i was like this is my life um, I know what I want. This is what's going on. Um, 
like this is just normal to me to be having all these experiences to be eating all this like very fab food for free just to like be getting all of these gifts going on the boat like everything that I got to do with my friend while I was down there like it just felt so normal and that also goes back into tapping into the energy of the present because in that present that was my normal and so it's not a thing of oh you know like I need to work to it in the future I'll be able to do that it's it's not a thing of like figuring out how to do it if it's literally already happening in the present and I feel that that's where um, we get tripped up a lot of times is trying to plan out how to do something that is quite literally already happening right now. You know, you always hear um, abundance and gratitude is the key to everything, and it literally is. And I literally feel that abundance and gratitude is quite literally just accepting and acknowledging what your present condition is and then, like, just becoming aware of it. Because when you, like, fully feel that shift of, oh, this is right now, I have this, this is what it is, it's not in the future, it's right now then that's literally just what it is, and that's how it's going to continue. Yeah, and that reminds me of something, you know, we were talking about earlier, I was just reading a bunch of, like, messages that I, like, received a long time ago at the beginning of my awakening and all these downloads, and I wrote this, and I want to say it, and it's manifesting isn't magic or instant. It's about envisioning what you want so that your higher self can use logic and emotion along with faith and desire to achieve what you've longed for, creating a quick but logical path to fulfillment. You know, it's like we we oftentimes view manifestation as like this dream and like this almost like the word manifestation becomes like the spiritual meaning to it. When in reality, you live both a physical and a spiritual existence simultaneously and you can't have one without the other. So therefore, it's equally valid to say that your logic versus your emotions or your spirit are not separate and they actually need to be used cohesively together and a balanced way to achieve everything that you desire. And so like by you going and embodying those energies of luxury and fabulous food and just all of those energies, you feel with your emotions and your, your empathic body what it feels like to have that. Now you can kind of retreat back to the present moment in your body. When you're in your body in the present moment, I feel like is when you really feel how to do something. It's when you tap into that flow, right? Because it's not something that you're creating in a future tense. It's something you're creating now. You've already created that emotion and that energy behind what you've kind of experienced. And now it's about creating that logical flow of how do I bring this into existence? Is manifestation instant? Absolutely not. But what is instant and accessible now is everything about what you want to create. So you want to be a millionaire, then you have to start thinking like a millionaire. You want to be a spiritual leader, you got to start teaching. I'm sorry, you got to start being and doing the things that a spiritual leader does. You can't just expect that it'll eventually come to you. You have to meet it. You have to attract that energy by embodying in the present moment what it is that that energy you're wanting to manifest or create holds. And by doing so, you will create your manifestation, balancing that logical mind and that reason, you know, I was telling you, Michael, earlier that we used to live in the age of Pisces. The age of Pisces is a very materialistic viewpoint. It's a, uh, I have a goal. I have a vision. Here's point A, point B, point C to get to that vision and goal. And you follow point A, point B, and point C to get to that goal. I was raised this way because I was raised from people who grew up in the Piscean age. Because of this, when I went to school and I had, and I was managing the student productions and all the things I was doing, balancing two jobs and, you know, X, Y, Z, I would schedule out everything. I would block out everything in my calendar to do a certain thing. And uh, I mean, this would look like 8 a.m., wake up, <laughs> 9 a.m., get breakfast, 10 a.m., class, 11 o'clock, homework, 12 o'clock, X, Y, Z, right? And I would stick to that because there was no other way I could get everything done unless I had a structure. And like you said earlier, Michael, is like you have to kind of disassemble that structure of how you think you should do something, and that logic almost in a sense of like a logical way of doing something. But there is that logic component that you do need. So it's not about creating a structured set of steps in order how to do something, but it's about knowing what you need to do logically to be able to get that something physically, material, emotionally, whatever, right? So it's like balancing how do I do that? Well, 
how do I become a millionaire? Well, I guarantee you're not going to become a millionaire by not having a savings and not, and just like spending your money aimlessly. And that was a big lesson for me this year is like, or last year, I guess it just became a new year was like, okay, I can't get financial wealth if I'm spending my money and just thinking it's going to flow back. It worked. I got the money right back. But did I accrue wealth? No. Did I accrue material abundance? Yes. Right. So those are two different things that I wanted. And my logic and my my emotions and feelings for what I wanted were kind of not in sync, not in harmony. They, they, they wanted opposite things. And so one was manifesting one thing, which was material abundance, which I got. But the other thing was manifesting financial wealth, which I didn't get because the energy of me was not logically embodying the energies of wealth. You know, wasn't thinking about passive income streams, investment possibilities, you know, X, Y, Z, or how to manage money. Uh, there is another thing I read in my messages this morning with you, Michael, and it said, or, or no, it wasn't even for that. It was from, uh, I was re-listening to Gregory Joseph's podcast episode. And he says, he says, if you can manage what you have, God will give you more, right? And that to me blew my mind because it's so true. How can you expect to be given more money if you can't manage the money you have already? Right. How can you expect to be emotionally free or healed if, you know, you don't feel free and healed on the inside already or you're not doing anything towards that? Right. It's like you have to logically think about how to do something, but then be able to let go of that plan to do that. So like it's it's might be saying, okay, well, to get passive income and wealth, I have to have passive income and I have to do X, Y, Z. Not necessarily, because if you stick to that rigid viewpoint, then you you could be missing out of the opportunity of your intuition telling you in the flow state, in the present moment in your body of, oh, you need to go follow your heart right now that's telling you to go do seminars, uh, spiritual seminars across the world, right? If you follow that, what if all of your passive income streams came to be because everyone was recording your seminars and they were posted for courses and you got passive income stream, right? So it's like your rigid viewpoint of how to do something isn't always the way to do it it's about being able to logically assess why you feel something why do i feel more luxurious in this like nice fancy neighborhood right but then tapping into that energy of like how did they create it and what are ways that i can feel this energy in my own life right now like how can i work towards that in a sense i don't know does that make sense michael yeah well i mean that's exactly what it is and it really is about uh getting the mind and the heart into balance because the um, Angel Pisces was really like logic focused, you know, and that's what we were taught in school also. It's like, okay, now have a plan, write everything out, like uh, plan everything out so that you can stick to it. Don't deviate from the plan. But th that's just like as a collective that shifted us from our heart up to our mind. And then that's just where a lot of like voices that aren't us are allowed to come in a lot of energies are allowed to come into us because we've essentially abandoned our heart because uh we were raised to believe oh every like i can get anything that i want if i just work hard and like put my mind to it and yes that is part of it but that's not the full thing once you really work to overcome and remove those negative thoughts that are making you think you can't follow your heart that's when like you really learn how to move into balance with it um the other night, my friend and I, we did some like major, major energy work on both of us. And we just had literally the most life-changing realizations about um, the battle between the mind and the heart and really balancing the two. And that's literally like the key to life is balancing your mind and your heart, which can be referred to as God versus the devil. God's going to speak through your heart. You're going to get your insights to your heart. You're going to, uh, that's where your intuition is, but the devil can only exist in the mind. And so it's just like the racing thoughts, the chatter, the, oh, you can't do that. That's not how it works. You have to do it this way instead. Uh, it has to be long and drawn out and you have to like kill yourself in order to do it, like by working so hard and it's just like all of that stuff. And so once you really like do understand the process of okay uh the mind and the heart are in balance the heart is where i get all of my guidance it's where i receive what to do and then i can use my mind on how to act it out so the way that i like to think about it and what i've been doing recently um whenever i'm unsure about what to work on next or i'm working on something but i'm like you know i don't really know what to do with this is I just like tap into myself and I just tap into my intuition and my guides and listen to what they have to tell me. And uh, I think of it in terms of like 
I'm going to the boss to get instructions so that I know what to act out. Because we could like work all day long and get quote unquote so much done, but if we don't even know what we're doing, then we're essentially just wasting our time. Like we see things, we get information one step at a time, whereas our guides are seeing the overall thing. It's like a maze. They're up above the maze and they see the whole way that the maze is laid out but we're inside the maze we don't know where we're going yeah we could try to walk through it on our own or we could say okay guides like you see the plan you know what's going on i'm here on the ground to act it out let me know what i should do let me know what direction i should go in and they're like okay Go over here and turn left. Okay, turn left. Uh, go over here and turn right. Turn right. And that's like literally what it is. So it's about really listening to um, the messages from your heart, from your guidance, from your intuition, and then saying, okay, I know what to do. Now I literally just have to do. And I feel that that's where like the logic and the brain comes in as to like, and that's also where um, your like individualized creativity can come in because these ideas can come to you and then you say, okay, I know that I have to do this, but like I have a certain degree of authority and uh, creativeness as to how I do it. And so that's just like what I've been doing recently about uh, aligning the mind and the heart and really just listening to everything because I really feel that that's the key and moving into the age of Aquarius um, you know, it really is about that alignment and it's not a thing of, I have to do everything on my own and figure it all out, but it's a thing of, it takes work. It takes physical action because we are in this physical reality. However, we do not have to come up with the steps ourselves. We, it, it's a blend of listening to intuition and guidance of what to do and then actually acting it out. And then that makes me think of <clears throat> like, I watch a ton, a ton of TikTok videos about uh, manifesting. Well, they just like pop up on my For You page. Uh, like manifesting techniques, law of attraction, like all of that stuff. And uh, it's it's definitely been good and beneficial to me. And I'm not sure if I'm the only one that's thought this, but it kind of gave me a, a skewed perception of what manifesting was. Maybe it was the understanding that I had to have to get me to the point that I'm in now. But my old understanding of like manifesting was just say what you want just feel good and then it's going to like fall into your lap say i want a million dollars okay go out and like do the lottery and then if you don't like win the lottery then like you know it just didn't work but that's like not what it is i was looking at myself in the mirror last night because i've uh been going to the gym the past couple of months i'm super proud of myself for doing that like i've never i've never really gone to the gym but i've super consistent super super happy and then i was just thinking i was like i manifested this body and i was like that's literally what it is i had the idea of what i want and then i took these steps to do it so like comparing manifesting to like a body you can't say well i want like huge arms and a huge chest and abs and like i want it to come now and i'm not going to go to the gym i'm not going to exercise i'm not going to do anything but i expect it to come and i just feel like i already have it yeah that's part of it but you literally have to go out and take the action steps to do it and that's just what manifesting is you could also say i had this dream and i worked for it i think that's a better uh way of saying how manifesting actually works rather than just like oh it just like fell into my lap like yeah it can fall into your lap but i really feel that um with a lot of the people talking about manifesting they just don't spend enough time on speaking about the actual physical steps that you physically have to do in this reality beyond just the spiritual emotional uh energetic work with it so it, it really is just about uh, learning to combine the two and uh, aligning your mind and your heart. Yeah, well, here it is again. It's the logical aspect. You have to logically analyze what your feelings are saying to you, which is what I, mission, what I wanted to mention too. But like the, the Aquarius energy is that air energy. And you think about air, I think about wind. You think about wind and you literally hear go with the flow, go with the wind, like that's the new energy we're in. And it's about balancing that logical aspect of our minds that wants to plan everything out, but kind of taking a step out and saying, okay, I don't have to plan everything out on how to do it. I just got to know what to do, like taking that first step. And what I was going to say is like, you were just talking about Michael about the you know, spirit speaking to you, intuition speaking to you, all these things speaking to you. The devil, and I say it all the time too, the devil only exists in the mind. 
God exists in your heart. That's why people say follow your heart. And the reason is, is because heart, the heart, the energy of the heart is a very, very high vibration. It's the energy of love, which is, I feel, one of the highest vibrations humans can feel on planet Earth is love, you know? And because of that, such a high vibration, your, your guides, your intuition, your everything, your higher self is going to speak to you through your heart, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be thoughts or words or anything. It's, it's really going to be feelings and emotions too. And this means if you're on a job and you're doing a job right now, listening to this and you, you're doing a job and you're like, I don't like doing this. I don't like feel, I don't feel happy doing this. I, I don't feel uplifted and inspired doing what I'm doing. Then I ask you, why are you doing it? Because that's the definition of following your heart, your guides, your intuition to follow your fulfillment. Now, what I mean by following logic, let's say you're in an unfulfilling job or you're doing something you don't really like doing. Like, I'll just use my own life, for example. I have been doing weddings the past five years of my life. And this past year, I said, oh, heck no, I am done with these weddings. I got to the point where I couldn't even do the edits anymore. Like I was so resistant to the concept of even opening the edit to do it. Even though it wasn't hard at all, I just can't do it. It's not fulfilling for my heart. My logic has to step in and say, how do I stop doing this, right? Because I can't just like stop. You know, I can, but what's next? Or I can, but what do I do about the contracts I have that I have to finish, right? I have to logically process and analyze what my emotions are telling me about these weddings. My emotions were telling me I'm not fulfilled doing this. I resist doing this. It brings my energy down. I get really drained. It's hard doing this. I don't want to do that. And I had to understand that by analyzing it logically, right? And this goes for anything. You know, how do you feel in a relationship? How do you feel walking down the street in that luxurious neighborhood, right? You use your subtle sense of energy that is surrounding your body about 10 feet everywhere. You use that giant magnet of receptive energy thing. It's just like a little magnet around you, like pulling energies from everything, right? I'm like sitting in this area right now. I'm like a park on the river. And I, I, I am envisioning this like thing around me, this like my auric field, my energetic body all around me. And I see like, oh my gosh, this energy, this like cord is pulling energy from this tree beside me. It's pulling the energy from this house, the river, the sky, the trees, the moss, like it's everywhere. It's coming everywhere. All that collective energy around me is in intuitively and instinctually and subtly coming into my energetic body. That is how you feel what your guides are telling you to do. Do you feel good with what is surrounding you, with what you're doing? Do you really feel good? Analyze that logically. You are logical human beings. We are human beings. We do have a logical brain, and I guarantee you, God made that for a very divine reason, right? That is no accident that you have a logical way of thinking and processing and analyzing. That is almost a good thing to tap into to manifest something you want. You have to logically be able to analyze your current situation and know that you don't want it and that you want something different, you know? So I just feel like I wanted to really mention that your guides, your intuition, everything is going to speak through your heart. It's going to speak through your emotion. Do you love what you feel in your current reality? And that could mean anything. It could mean things that aren't literally in your present reality, but it can mean like, do you love how your relationship is with your family right now? That's in the present reality. Or do you love where you are physically, geographically in the city you are? That's it. That's a present reality, right? It's tapping into those present realities to feel that subtle energy and logically analyzing, do I love it or do I not love it? And then also with tapping into the present reality, like that's where we feel our feelings is the present, you know, so many times we say, oh, you know, like I'll change in the future or oh, I'll give it some thought or oh, I'll stick here for a year and then, you know, think about like switching jobs. But the feelings and the guidance doesn't come in the future. It, it's right now. You already have all the guidance that you need to take you wherever you want to go. It's just a matter of turning inward and paying attention to it and listening to it and saying, okay, I'm tapping into it right now. I'm not putting it off. I'm not going to say like, oh, you know, it'll happen in the future. It's like, I'm doing it right now. Because when I, I also believe that whenever they say you have everything that you need to do anything you want to right now, you know, that's really truly meaning you can tap into your feelings, you can tap into your internal guidance system and listen to that. Because if you don't like your job and you want to uh, come up with either another job or another way to make money or whatever, like 
it's not a thing of, oh, well, you know, like, I'll just, like, stick here for a year, then maybe I'll, like, scroll around on jobs and just, like, see what's going on. No, it's, like, why would you continue to keep yourself in a situation that you're not happy in just because your logical mind might be saying, oh, well, but in order to get another job, like, I need, like, years of experience at this job, so it looks good on a resume and it looks good for another employer. Like, no, that's you, that's your mind trying to pull you away from what your heart is saying. And so when we tap into our heart in the present moment and say, okay, I'm giving up all preconceived ideas of what a timeline can be of how this is going to happen, of what my options are. I'm completely letting everything go and I'm going to go to the boss and I'm going to ask the boss how to do it. And then I'm going to act upon the messages and the guidance that I get. And so that's really just when you're tapping into the present, you're really just tapping into your feelings because your feelings are um, your guidance, they're telling you what direction to go in. Um, yeah, they can be coupled with thoughts or memories or like whatever, but it's really just learning how to like listen to your body, listen to your emotions, listen to how your guides uh, talk and connect to you versus like how this logical world, uh, how we just communicate to each other through um, our words and everything. And so everything's accessible right now. It's just a matter of whether you're going to choose logically to put your energy and attention towards something or if you're just going to like let another distraction come in to keep you in like a never-ending loop of <clears throat> oh well like when the time's right when the time's right when the time's right do you say when the time is right it's not a matter of waiting for everything to fall into your lap it's like saying right now i am choosing to make a change and no change is going to happen until you consciously uh choose to change because if you want to change your life you quite literally have to change your life i always literally say this but your feelings are just messages i literally say this all the time and i i say this to everyone i meet i really do your feelings are just messages mm, i'm gonna give you an example say okay Say you are working on, you know, something you really love and care about and you're passionate about it and you're working on, let's say in my life, I'm working on, you know, building my website for my intuitive messenger thing and I'm building like my spiritual services and my brand and all this. I'm working on it, working on it and I get stressed, right? That feeling of stressed is just a message to me that, hey, I am doing something and I need a break from it so that I can, you know, feel at my best. It's a message. Um, oftentimes I feel like Michael, me and you, or just we as general as human beings judge our emotions and we judge our feelings as good nor bad and stuff instead of looking at them logically, right? I look at the energy of stressed as a logical perspective that, Hey, I'm doing something that is making me feel stressed. Oh, I go to the store and this lady is like bitching me out and yelling at me, even though I don't even know her. She's the cashier, random person, right? And it makes me feel hurt and angry right? What is this message? Oh, I'm surrounding myself with someone in the present moment that is not uplifting me. I need to walk away, right? And if you start looking at your life and your emotions and the events that happen in your life and you tap into that subtle energy of feeling of how does this make you feel? Are you feeling stressed? Are you feeling anxious? feeling happy, joyful, whatever, to each and every individual thing in your life and you begin to read the messages they are trying to tell you, then you will be able to take control take control of your life and guide it to your most fulfillment. You will be able to hear what your heart is literally trying to tell you, what your guidance system is trying to push you towards. Your emotions and feelings are messengers for your guidance system. It's just like, hey, I'm telling you guidance system could do this now, you know, and that's what the definition of flow is, you know. It's like, sure, on my to-do list is to edit my website, but right now I'm stressed. So right now I'm going to take a break. I'm going to do something else that will fulfill me and keep me happy and keep me elevated in that higher state of vibration. Who doesn't want to feel a higher state of mind and vibration as much as possible throughout the day, right? So follow that guidance system. And this reminds me of like almost in a sense of like a life purpose, right? We all talk about life purpose and like, okay, well, you know, the intuitive messenger, I feel like, and the spiritual services and healings and all this stuff is a part of my life purpose, teaching and getting it out there. But I want to be aligned with that and I want to do things related to that. Well, when you reference your life purpose, it's something that should and is achievable within the present moment. It goes back to that. Your life's purpose can and is meant to change over the course of your life. But remaining in true presence, it becomes clear for what you're currently supposed to be working on. So that your highest goals and wishes that were set prior to your birth even 
like can actually be achievable. You know, they're, they're set prior to your birth and they can be achieved right now. You can tap into that energy right now, but you can't do that unless you feel what it is that you're doing. Is what you're doing feeling good to you? Is what you're wanting to attract in your future aligned with your present reality and your feelings? Because I guarantee you, if Michael was in a million dollar home right now, he'd be feeling the things he felt in Florida, right? So he can look at his present reality and say, hmm, I feel good. I feel good, but you know, it's like, where do I want to be in the future? Say he wants that million dollar house, right? So he's got to look at his feelings and say, okay, well, why can I feel like that now? Why can I feel that rich now? Why does there have to be an imaginary number in my bank account to feel that rich? Michael, you got anything to say that? Uh, yeah, it just goes to like, everything is available to you right now it's literally just a matter of how quickly you want it to come to you and then that goes back to letting go of the logical timelines of when you think it's supposed to play out or how you think it's supposed to play out and the age of aquarius is really just reminding us as a species what our feelings are for like this is just the missing link that humans have lost over like however many years whatever history is since it's all like been distorted and lied to us but like we are the most disconnected from our hearts that we have literally ever been as a species. We are the most disconnected from our hearts, from who we are, not even just like who we are as like spiritual beings, but just like who we are right now, currently, presently, in addition to like spiritually. But that's what the age of Pi um, Aquarius is really bringing in, is really just the, our emotions are going to get more and more and more amplified and it could be an easy transition or it could be a hard transition. Again, how quickly your life changes is entirely up to you. You could, uh, you know, make the shift. Like I know that you and I have been doing about like, okay, why is this feeling coming up? Um, you know, just like starting to like look at yourself neutrally and objectively and, you know, be uh, curious about what's happening inside your body instead of feeling a victim to what's happening inside your body and that's really how you take back your power and i really feel that's what the age of aquarius is here to do is to remind us how to take back our power which is how to tap into our feelings and to um work to feel good and then going back to uh you know like if you were in a like in a million dollar house, how can you raise your vibration to that place? Even if you currently may not be in a million dollar house, you know, it's sometimes we have to feel these higher vibrations to know what's possible. So like I've been feeling like more and more good feelings recently that I haven't really felt before because I'm just really stepping into a new era, a new phase and a new version of who I am. And so I really feel that that's why the trip to Florida happened because yes, that's happening right now. I'm able to tap into it, but now I know what that feels like. And I was working very hard to raise uh, and elevate my vibration, my frequency in the way that I was feeling prior to me going to Florida, but sometimes you have to do the thing. Sometimes you have to surround yourself in that energy just to know what that feeling is, to know what's possible, and then use that as a guide point to know what direction you're going in. It's like, if you don't know how something feels, how are you going to know what the path is? So, you know, it's just, I really believe a matter of doing whatever makes you feel good. Now, that's not saying like, go out and go to like a super nice fancy restaurant every night of the week because that's what like your dream life does like that's a way of doing it but you know like you said earlier it literally could just be a thing of like going in the park it could be uh taking a really nice bath for yourself it could be going to uh signing up for a yoga class at this yoga studio that you think is really nice that you want to go to like little acts like that that raise your vibration um and that just kind of like put you into uh, the state of who you well who you are but who you're turning into and uh what your like dream life looks like in the future i feel that a lot of times the reason that we don't change or we don't work towards something is we don't really know what we want like that message has been coming up for me a lot recently about not really knowing what you want not being super crystal clear about it um so i really feel that you know that's just a very important thing to do is to get extremely clear about what specifically you actually want um it, it's like um it's like with google you 
Google's not just like going to read your mind and then present you with all the uh, results that you were thinking that you wanted. No, you have to know what you want and then you have to type it in in order to get those results. And that's like what uh, like life and manifesting and everything really is, is knowing what you want, uh, getting the results of how to do it. And then, you know, you can have the results on Google, but if you don't click on one, it's not going to pull up. Sometimes you have to click on a couple different ones to find what you want. But, you know, really, really, again, just tapping back into um, knowing what you want, um, knowing which path you want to take. Intention, attention, no tension. The clearer you are about what you want and what you want to create, and the more attention you give that clarity and that actions to that clarity, the more easily and quicker and clearer that comes into your manifestation. I feel like a lot of times we say we want this and we go out and try and do it and we get something totally different and you're like, what the heck? This is not what I asked for. I mean, kind of. I can see how you gave me this, but like... Because it's like where your clarity is. Like how clear is it that you are on what you're really wanting? Okay, you say you want wealth. Okay, well, I'm going to give you, you know, wealth in a different way, not money. You know, it's like, what do you really want? Be very clear with that. And by clear, I feel I'm not talking about in your mind. I'm talking about in your heart. And it's clarity in that subtle feeling of that thing, right? So it's that clarity in how do I feel with getting a million dollars? Like, how clear will that make me feel? Like, I can tell you right now, if I'm sitting here visualizing if I want a million dollars and I'm saying, is that how clear do I want this to be in my life? I'm sitting here like, okay, honestly, I don't really care if I have that as much. It's not really uplifting me as much as if I had, you know, wealth on a stage and helping millions of people around the world tap into their heart. Like, that is wealth to me. That is my version of something that I really am clear on, right? And so just because one one person is clear about something doesn't mean you should be clear on the same thing. But two is like, not everything that you think you want is really what you want. Sure, I want a million dollars. But in reality, my subtle energy body is telling me I don't really care if I have it or not. It's going to be great. It'll uplift me. But what would make me feel more clear and more happier and more fulfilled is if I had me on a stage helping millions of people at a time you know at a seminar and live streaming it right like that feels so much more clear to me than going and get a million dollars so because that feels more clear guess what I'm gonna be working on first now I guess because I probably if I'm working on that first guess what probably gonna be as a return effect because of that right the million dollars right so it's where is your clarity? What do you and your heart feel is more clear for you to do in this present moment? Because everything you've ever wanted is accessible in this here and now. Right now, everything you can possibly think you want in your life, you can tap into right now. And I really feel like you're missing the point there. But everything you've ever wanted is accessible right right now. now because that's all that there is and you're exactly right whenever we follow our heart and follow our, um what brings us our highest joy money has no choice but to flow to us and follow that because having that level of material like uh money wealth is a byproduct of feeling good and feeling like you're helping people and just like all of that stuff so you know that's another key point is like don't chase the money chase what will bring you the highest joy and like if you go really deep down it's not the money that you're after what's the feeling of having that money that you're after it's that feeling that you're after it's not i want to look at my bank account and see 3.2 million dollars like it's like no it's like what feelings do you want to get with that and then once you start chasing those feelings start taking that guidance then the money has no choice but to come and to flow to you so I'm going to turn around on you, Jordan, with everything that we've talked about so far. Um, what is something that you feel good that you're going to start doing more of? And what's something that your body has been telling you that's not in alignment that you're going to let go of? Oh, okay. Well, um, well, what I've learned is that... Well, okay, I'll give you a prime example. I got this opportunity the other day, and... Um, I got re okay. Well, a, a few things have happened recently. 
first I started finishing all these edits on backlog because I was like, I got to get this done. And so I knew that was holding up a lot of my energy. As I did that, opportunities started to present themselves. Uh, Gregory Joseph, who I met in uh, Zenergy in Statesboro, Georgia, I met him. And I was like, oh, you'd be a great guest on our podcast for one. But two, he needed help with remarketing himself because he took a pause from his healing stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I would love to do that. Got to talking and like, I'm going to live stream his uh, seminar that he's doing about uh, seven levels of consciousness and face readings. Two separate seminars. And I'm going to live stream those, you know. And in return, I'm helping with his marketing and then he's going to mentor me, right? And then I had another opportunity to present itself, and it is this person in Savannah who is a intuitive teacher and leader who travels the world doing seminars. And I haven't responded to them yet, and I've been thinking about it over the last few days. And part of me really doesn't feel clear on what I want to do with that because part of me says, oh my gosh, like all these spiritual people are doing exactly what I thought I could be doing instead of these weddings and commercial stuff that I don't really like then I could actually do these things that are meaningful and impact millions of people around the world by filming these spiritual leaders and their content and marketing that. I've always felt like I could do that or want to do that. But in this moment, because of my disresonance with this past year and the things I've worked on, I, I really am not clear on if I really want to do that. And as good as this opportunity sounds, it's like I feel like it's almost like one in a million type of thing of like, oh, okay, well, this is like such a random thing. I've never gotten a request like this. And it happens to be at the same time when I stop the weddings and want to go into the more spiritual route that the spiritual leader comes and contacts me to film their stuff and create a online course for them based on their seminar. Like part of me is like, okay, well, that's a really cool opportunity. And not only would I learn a lot from being able to film it, but like I'm doing what I love. I do love filmmaking. And I get to learn spiritual stuff, which is what I want to do more of. I am clear on that. I'm, I'm really clear right now that I want to improve my self-growth, ascend again rapidly like I was in that flow state of doing the past three or four years, but got sidetracked by focusing on material things this past year. I want to focus on my spiritual development and I want to focus on helping others spiritually and empower, helping to empower them through my own services or whatever. And whether that means hosting a seminar or whatever, like I want to do those things too. What I am not clear on is if I still want to do filmmaking in this moment. I know it's a part of my destiny. Like I feel it. Like there's no reason I went to school for it. There's no reason I didn't film all as a kid and loved it. I love filmmaking. I know it's a part of my purpose in my life at some point. But just like I said, your purpose is accessible now and your purpose changes in every given moment from life. My purpose was once to film weddings. My purpose now I feel like is to focus on my spiritual growth and helping the growth of other spiritual people. And then maybe at some point that filmmaking is going to come back to where I create documentaries for other people. It's almost like a test from the universe is saying, hey, ding, ding, ding. Here's a golden opportunity. Bells and whistles. Filmmaking with a spiritual person. Wouldn't you love to do this? And my heart's like, you know what? Five months ago, yeah, I hell yeah, I would have loved doing that. But right now, I think I burnt myself out and I don't really know what I want to do that. I don't know if I want to do that still. Like, I don't know if that's the time for me to do that because... I feel like I need to empower myself, fill my body up 90 to 100% of the way with my own energy rather than, you know, going out and just doing the things I used to be doing the past year. I just, I, I need to reset and I want to make sure that as I move forward, I'm doing less of the things that I'm not called to do or less of the things that I'm not certain will give me that 100% fulfillment and do only the things that will give me that 100% fulfillment. And I know that those things are self-growth, self-improvement, spiritual growth, helping other people, sharing spiritual knowledge, teaching, guiding, you know, meditating, yoga, all these little things that I love doing that makes me feel so confident, so good throughout the day. I want to do those things. And I don't know if that thing is it. So as glorious as it seems, as beautiful as this test is from the universe, with my clarity of my heart, I can guide my life to my most fulfillment, and my destiny and my purpose in this moment because I am clear on my heart. I'm clear on my feelings, right? Sure, that is what would make me money, but what I also would rather do is be more fulfilled so I attract that wealth. That's what I was going to say earlier is like the reason they say money follows when you follow your heart and you follow your joy. The reason they say that is because you're raising your vibration so much you feel abundant. You feel vibrationally abundant. You feel joyfully abundant. You feel wealthily abundant. And you feel rich. You feel rich without money. That's how you feel when you're aligned with your purpose and you're in that flow state and you're doing what you love. 
you feel rich with what you love. When I was doing filmmaking, when I first started my business, I felt on top of the world. I was like, you know, I suck. <laughs> I'm not the best. I'm a small business just starting out, but I feel like I'm on top of the world. I feel like I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed to do and I'm fulfilled. If you follow that fulfillment, the money will follow. I took a year off and I lived in Statesboro. I worked three hours a week and I made over $600, $900 a week. That is not because I focused on the money and making money. It's because I focused on my heart and doing what my heart told me to do. That was the byproduct of me following my heart. That was the universe providing for me through the energy of abundance, right? So I'm not saying don't use your logic here, but I am saying follow your heart and watch that abundance come in that you do so seek. Get clear in your heart with what you want and don't be afraid to say some say no to something as appealing as it may look, as appealing as if someone came to me and said, hey, come do this, I'll give you $500,000 to do this and you gotta do it for a year, but your heart's really saying, I need to go teach these seminars because what if I want to go teach those seminars and I you know, went live stream and stuff and then I created all these courses and that created me $5 million in a year. You missed out on $5 million over $500,000 for instant gratification of what you thought you really wanted at that moment when that's not what you really wanted. Your higher self is pushing you to follow your heart. It's always pushing you to follow your heart. You're creating resistance in your own life by creating resistance in your heart. By you not following your heart, you're creating all the resistance in your life. That's what I feel like. It's like I feel like if you don't follow that heart, you're going to create that resistance somewhere in your life. It's going to manifest some way, shape, or form in your life. That's what I feel. Have you ever experienced something like that, Michael? Yeah, I have experienced that many times, actually, because I wasn't aware of what my feelings were actually telling me, or I knew what my feelings were telling me, but I, I was still really tripped up with the mind of like, oh, no, it can't happen like that. Think of what happens. Think of what the consequences are, like all that stuff. So a prime example is uh, when I was dog walking in San Francisco, like I loved it for a bit. It was literally my dream job. I manifested that job. It was every single thing that I wanted in a job. Well, it was all great and everything, but you know, months into it, I started to like the rose colored glasses faded and I learned all the lessons that I was supposed to at that job. And so it was time to move on. And so my feelings start to tell me, okay, I don't like this job that much. Like, I just really don't feel good doing it. Um, you know, it's just not really that pleasing to me. But I was like, no, you know, like, maybe I'm just getting burnt. Again, logic coming in, thoughts coming in to, like, to gaslight and to thinking uh, and to making you believe that you don't actually feel the way that you feel. Um, now, maybe, like, you know, it's just, like, a dull point. Like, the weather's been pretty bad. But when the weather gets back, it'll be good. And, you know, I love the dogs and yada, yada, yada. Well, the longer that it kept going, the worse and worse that I felt. Like, I knew that it was time for me to quit the job. But there was so much fear there. Fear of, like, well, I told them I was going to work here for a year. And I haven't been here for a year. So are they even going to let me quit? What's going to happen with all the dogs? Like, I love all the dogs and I know them. And I'm going to have to train someone else with the dogs. What am I going to do for money since this isn't coming in anymore? You know, just all those, like, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Um... But meanwhile, each day that I went to work, I resented it more and more. And then it got to the point where, like, I literally started to, like, resent the dogs. And I didn't even enjoy being with them. Everything they did made me mad. And I was like, okay, this is not, it. like, this is not me. I don't get mad at these babies. Like, something's going on. And then I was like, okay, I know that I've been called to leave this job and do literally anything else. Um... But I've just been afraid to, but sometimes things have to blow up before we listen. So the universal whisper to us, but if we don't, if we like don't pay attention to the whispers, it's progressively going to get louder until it's like screaming at us. And again, that goes back to how quickly your life can change depends entirely upon you and how willing you are for it to change. So on my very first thought, my well, my very first feeling of I don't feel joy at this job anymore. I, sh I could have put my uh, notice in right then. I could have done it instead of drawing it out for months. I could have avoided myself all that pain, all that suffering, all that resentment if I had just like given in and flowed. Now, there were a lot of lessons in that. I realized why I didn't do that. Um, you know, just because you logically know this stuff doesn't mean that acting it out uh, it can't be uh, doesn't feel complicated sometimes. So that's like a prime example of it and just like staying in relationships longer than I should have, uh, 
just like lots and lots of stuff of not being aware that my thoughts were trying to pull me away from what my heart was telling me. Um, it's just trying to like get me to stop with the flow. But going back to everything that you said about like purpose and everything, I realized something while you were saying all of that. I feel that like you and I specifically, we get very caught up in what's my purpose? What's my purpose? Oh, I feel like doing this. This is my purpose. What if our purpose quite literally is just to feel good as often as we possibly can? Because whenever we put a title on our purpose of I am a speaker, I am a podcaster, I am an author, we are limiting ourselves to that. And yes, we could call ourselves multiple titles, but that is still a limit right there. So with the title that I was putting on myself, a psychedelic guide, I am that. Yes, I am that. But when I said my purpose is to be a psychedelic guide, that is part of my purpose, but that blocked off everything else that is part of my purpose to get me to be there. I feel that we get really tripped up on purpose, purpose, title, title, put me in a box, put me in a box. Our purpose is to feel good, and when we feel good and just continue to flow and follow feeling good, that's our purpose, and it's going to lead us to experiences and to different titles. Now, whenever we get attached to a title, that is us saying, you know, we don't need those egotistical titles. It's like it's like the message that we got from our friend the other day that I've been thinking about, which we'll have to explain to everyone in another episode, but our friend who said, we don't have the ego egotistical titles that you do. This is just what we do. That really resonated with me because we're saying, what's a title? What's a title? What's a purpose? What's a purpose? We're like, put me in a box as quickly as I possibly can. And that's not it. Why are we trying to block the flow of everything that can possibly be coming to us? Us by saying I just want to know one thing and then just stick to that one thing and that's literally not what it is and then that's when it starts to create more tension because we're not opening ourselves up to all the possibilities that are coming to us so I feel that what's going to be very beneficial for you and me is to sh that mindset shift of purpose 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 is literally just feeling good do not put a label or a title on ourselves or what we do because our purpose is to feel good it's literally just to be and to decide to do whatever we feel like doing um, and then that is going to give us experiences, that is going to give us opportunities, but our purpose is to feel good, not to put a label on ourselves. How does that resonate? Oh, it, it resonates. I mean, I, what made me think of is actually the time in my life where I didn't know what to do. <laughs> it's that time in my life where, and that happens repeatedly, and I still go through it. Like, I mean, when I moved to Jacksonville, I was like, oh gosh, like, it's this energy of new, and like, I feel lost a little bit. And uh, here's what I would say to that. Cause I know I'm not the only one that feels that shit. And like, I know that I will feel sometimes like, okay, I know what I love. I know what I'm passionate about, but I don't know what my heart's telling me to do right now. I don't know what I really want to do. Maybe you're burnt out from something of the past, like me with weddings or whatever the case may be. It's like, how do you know what to do? You know? And so like, I, I remember reading this and it was from the messages things that I wrote a long time ago. And it, and it was just this thing about how to develop your intuition. I wrote down, it was like this intuitive insight I got about how to develop your intuition. I know that's crazy, but um, paradoxical, but like I got that insight of how to develop my intuition or how to develop intuition in general. And I just want to read it because I feel like, I feel like this is honestly the, when you said that and I read that at the same time, I was like, this is honestly makes sense because like, if you don't know really what to do because you don't really know what your heart's clear on in that moment, you know, it's chill. It's all fine and dandy. Why do you have to know what to do? Why is, why are you wanting something other than the present? Maybe what you're supposed to do is exactly that. Nothing. Maybe what you're supposed to do is get into your heart more, learn to feel your heart more, learn to feel the energies around you more, learn to accept that as your reality because everything in your life is perfect the way it is you have been guided to this exact very moment perfectly now that's a trip because that's so true but yet we forget it all the damn time we you have been literally guided doing the things you've done the places you've been the people you've talked to people you've met and the people that are surrounding you right now everything is so perfect because it's exactly how your life is supposed to be it's how you your higher self intended for your life to be in this very moment before you're even born, you know? And this thing says, to develop your intuition, practice communicating with your body with this exercise. Number one, get into a meditative state, into silence for, you know, five or even 10 minutes or however long you need. Be still and in silence. And when you feel ready, begin asking your body, not your mind, either out loud or in your heart, 
questions. Show me what a yes feels like. Then journal it. At another time, do this too. What does a no feel like? Feel it. Understand it. Then journal. And do this as a practice. The more you do this and the more things you ask it, or when you tune into these energies when you're in your day-to-day life, the more complex of a language and communication you'll learn with your body, the energies and feelings of your intuition, higher self, and your heart. You're almost like a human walking pendulum, but wherever you go. And that reminds me of what Gregory Joseph said in our other episode of Understanding of your hand being a pendulum. And I literally did this. Put your hand out right now. Put your hand out right now, face down over your body, like just energetically hold it out. Put, hold your arm out, put your hand face down, and let it hover like your little helicopter. Let it hover. You will feel this circling energy underneath your palm. You feel this circular energy. It can go left. It can go right. But you feel this source of energy beneath your palm. Your hands are portals. Your hands are energy centers. So is your crown chakra, and so is the two soles of your feet. Those are some of your energy centers. These energies let energy in and let energy out. Now, just like your chakras rotate, your hand can rotate. If you hover it, you're hovering your hand and you ask yourself a question, you know, uh, like a yes or no, go, show me my yes, right? Or you could ask it, um, you know, should I be doing, should I, I'm going to ask it this actually and do this with you. Should I say yes to this person at the seminar who wants me to film their courses? I can feel the energy. My hands start to just move. I'm not forcing it. It just moves. It's this energy circling in my energetic body. It's the, uh, the energy in your energetic body moving and responding to your initiation, basically. And so it's subtle. It's subtle. You have to tap into the subtlety. If you can't tap into that subtlety, the meditation that I just shared with you would probably help a lot because you're going to feel the subtleties of your heart because all this is is tapping into your heart. All a pendulum does is tap into the subtleties of your energy, of your art. The reason pendulum work is because it's connecting you to your mind. It's connecting you to your energy and your frequency. And if someone is anxious or doesn't really know what to do, it'll swing. They're like, oh my gosh, it's telling me my fate or it's telling me this. No, it's really just telling you what you really want and what's really on your mind, whether you can hear it consciously or not. So I would just say you're a walking pendulum and your heart is always telling you what it wants and doesn't want. It's just about feeling its subtlety. And if you can't feel its subtlety, then you probably need to get quieter. You probably need to get stiller and you actually probably need to do nothing. If that's and that's very do. profound. And I can think of two things that I want to say and then I feel that I'll be at the end of my flow and at the end of my river for this journey. But the first thing is you gave me a lot of answers about what I've been trying to figure out because whenever I've uh, you know talked to people and uh, telling people about getting in touch with their emotions and like giving them little practices to do it. I've like, it never really occurred to me that like, I'm pretty in tune with myself. So it's kind of like basic knowledge at this point, but for someone else, like they may not know how to do it. It's like, you can't speak fluent Spanish to someone who literally doesn't know any Spanish. Like what happens um, <clears throat> when you first learn a language? You learn the basics, you learn the little words at a time, and then you build from there. You don't go into kindergarten reading every single word in the dictionary knowing exactly what it is. No, you're literally learning the alphabet, the building blocks of the language. And that like really gave me a lot of clarity of how to um, assist people and guide people further into how to tap into their intuition and how to listen to how their body is responding to them. So that feels very good to me. So that's the direction that... I will be heading in. So thank you for saying that. See, just whenever you have a conversation, um, you will get the answers that you need through other people. So crazy how that happens. But the second thing I wanted to think of by you saying, um, sometimes you just have to do nothing. I don't know if y'all watch SpongeBob, but I was like obsessed with SpongeBob when I was young. And uh, I was thinking this one episode where SpongeBob, Patrick, and Squidward, they, like, end up in the kelp forest or wherever they are, and they're, like, stranded, and there's, like, no way out. But um, SpongeBob and Patrick have the magic conch, and they're like, oh, magic conch, tell us what we need to do to get out of here. And she's like, nothing. And they're like, the conch is spoken. And then they just, like, sit down and don't do anything. And then Squidward's like, what are y'all doing? What do you mean you can't do anything? We have to figure our way out of here. We have to do something. We have to do something. And he, like, goes running through the forest, like, beating himself up, getting, like, beaten up, like, exhausting himself. 
um, just like literally running in circles. Meanwhile, uh, Patrick and SpongeBob were like literally just sitting there doing nothing. And then an airplane drops like a ton of food right where they are. And then eventually like a park ranger comes and rescues them. But Squidward's over here like being like, it can't be that simple. You can't do that. We have to do something. It's like, don't listen, don't listen, don't listen. And I think that's a perfect example of like, if your heart's telling you to do something, but your mind's like, what do you mean do nothing? Like, listen to your heart, because if they had continued to move around, they wouldn't have gotten the food, and then they wouldn't have gotten rescued by the rangers. And so that's literally what it is. Are you going to be Squidward, who freaks out at the guidance and just like makes it more difficult on himself? Or are you literally just going to chill, go with whatever your heart uh, tells you to do, and then like reap all the riches from that? spirit speaks to you in many ways like so many ways through other people through songs which i got an inclination to share a song with you that i haven't listened to it just a random song that just came to me um it speaks to you through other people songs your heart your feelings your emotions your present reality your outside world which is a mirror you use all of that listen to it observe it analyze it logically so that you know what it's trying to tell you. You are a human. You have a gift of logic. Use it appropriately and balance it with your intuition and your insight and your spiritual nature so that you can guide your life with purpose. Now, this song, Drifting Away by Kai Dreams, or Kai Dreams, I don't know how to say his name, K-H-A-I Dreams, Drifting Away, that's the song. Listen to it. Let's see what it says. Probably message for one of you or one of me. I don't know. It's definitely something for a reason, though. I was guided to share that with you. But anyway, I think... Like you said, we reached the end of the river, Michael, LOL, and I have 1% left on my computer, so that also makes sense. It's literally the end of the journey. I went from 100 to 1, so that's great. Um, but yeah, I think that's the end of the river, and you know, follow your heart. It'll lead you to your ultimate bliss. It'll lead you to love. It'll lead you to the highest vibrations possible. Learn to tap into it. Ask yourself how to tap into it, and it will show you how to tap into it. With that, guys, we really appreciate you spiraling with us on this episode of The Divine Spiral. We cannot wait to spiral with you on the next one. And until next time, keep spiraling.